0: You're listening to Healthy House Calls with Angel. It's June, Men's Health Month, and that means it's tea time. Today, we're talking about the big T, testosterone, and everything you need to know about men's hormonal health. Hello, welcome to Healthy House Calls with Angel. I am your host, Angel Shannon, giving you tips, tools, and holistic strategies to live a healthier life by intentional design. Join me as we explore the landscape of lifestyle medicine, offering practical tips that help you eat, sleep, move, and live better, and help you become fit and functional for life. Thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the show. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Healthy House Calls with Angel and the Fit and Functional for Life community. I'm Angel Shannon, your host, and I want to welcome you to a community that believes that good health is so much more, so much more than just a normal physical and the weight on a scale. You guys know I say it all the time. Good health is also the sense of harmony, balance, peace, purpose, and fulfillment we feel in our lives. I've got another great episode for you today. June is Men's Health Month, and today we're talking Tea Time, Seven Secrets for Healthy Testosterone. Now, this episode is not just for the men. Ladies, you want to be tuned in also. So before we get started, I want to say If you are a regular listener to this podcast, welcome back. I've got something really great in store for you. But if you're brand new to our community, here's what I'd like you to know. We are a community that believes, first and foremost, that good health is truly the first wealth. And because of that, we declare our physical, mental, and spiritual well-being to be our single most important priority. On this podcast, we emphasize that we value knowledge, wisdom, and most importantly, personal transformation. We take our health into our own hands by being informed and empowered, by taking action and holding ourselves accountable. We prioritize rest, movement, mindfulness, mindfulness optimal nutrition, spiritual growth, and in a world that is so laden with stress these days, meaningful work that aligns with our life's purpose. In a nutshell, we are a community that desires to be fit and functional, not just for a day, not just for an event, but fit and functional for life. So thank you so much for tuning in. Let's jump into today's topic. Tea Time, Seven Secrets for Healthy Testosterone. So why is it tea time? Why are we talking about the seven secrets for healthy testosterone? Why are we talking about hormone health? Well, as I said, first and foremost, June is Men's Health Month. So it's a great time to tune into men's health concerns, men's health issues, especially as men age. But it's also a good time to really take a deeper dive into hormone health, to functional and root cause medicine, because it's really important to understand how to close the gap between the knowing and the doing. And I have found in my coaching work and as well as my clinical practice that when my patients and clients know root cause, when they understand what is happening in their body at the at the cellular level at the most foundational level, it makes it easier to close the gap between the knowing and the doing it makes the doing a lot easier. when you understand what's happening in your body at the cellular level, when you're not sleeping, when you're not getting more plant based diet, when your hormones are out of whack, when you understand how that shows up in your body, in your mood, in your, you know, ability to lose weight or gain weight, in your appetite, in your sex drive, when you understand those things, it makes lifestyle changes so much easier. And I will say too, That lifestyle medicine is recognized, increasingly recognized as the first step that we clinicians should cover, lifestyle modifications, because when we change our lifestyle, we can make tremendous improvement in so many health conditions, chronic health conditions in major ways. And that is the focus of this podcast. It really is about education. It's about taking what you've learned, putting it into practice, talking with your healthcare provider, and then seeing the difference, seeing the ways, the many ways that you can change your life, not just your symptoms. So let's jump into today's content. Hormones, are chemical messengers for thousands of biological processes in the body. And throughout your life, these chemical messengers play an important role in so many things. Things like your sleep, your energy level, your muscle development, your skin tone, your hair growth. I mean, just the list is a mile long. And hormone imbalances can occur at any age. At any age, it's not just the, you know, andropause or menopause that we think about, but hormone imbalances can occur at any age and can contribute to diseases such as osteoporosis, dementia, the cancers, heart disease. And although hormonal changes can cause significant issues, they can be treated. And my patients are often really, really surprised at how easy it is to change their life, not just their symptoms, through getting their hormones back in balance. So, if you are a man struggling with low energy, struggling to lose weight, have trouble sleeping, have low libido, feeling fatigued, this episode is for you. Ladies, This matters for you too, because testosterone matters in the human body. Hormone imbalances can often be the root cause of conditions like PMS, infertility, menstrual irregularities. Research has shown that fluctuating levels of progesterone and testosterone and estradiol can have a major impact on women's overall health, impacting your sleep, your libido, as I said, endometriosis, PCOS, osteoporosis. So this is information that you should be tuned into also. So let's talk about and take sort of like a 30,000 foot view of the hormones. Let's, Let's dive into first and foremost for men. What are the male hormones that we're going to be talking about today? So first, what are the male hormones? Well, the male hormones are collectively called androgens, and they include testosterone, androstenedione, or andro, androstenediol, DHT, DHEA, and DHEAS, which is a more complex form of DHEA. All hormones are built from cholesterol, and they're converted into pregnenolone and 17A hydroxypregnenolone. Pregnenolone. pregnenolone is the primary steroid hormone that's breaking da- uh, broken down and metabolized into all of the other steroid hormones for both men and women. Sometimes we call pregnenolone the mother hormone and cholesterol the grandmother. This is why having healthy cholesterol levels, not too high and certainly not too low, is really, really important for hormone health. For women, we have estrogens and androgens. For men, we all, men also have some estrogens, but primarily androgens. Now, men's male hormones are made in the testes. They're also made in the adrenal glands, which are two little small glands that sit on top of the kidneys. They're also made in the brain and in some tissues. The majority of testosterone, 95%, is made in a man's testes and the other portion is made in the adrenal, gra- uh, adrenal glands. A small amount is made, as I said, in tissues and the cells of organs where testosterone is needed. The other androgens, DHEA and DHEAS, DHEAS are both made in the brain from pregnenolone. The highest levels of testosterone can be found at three times in a man's life, according to the science. The first peak is when the male child is in the mother's womb. It's during the second trimester of fetal development. Blood levels of testosterone increase from nearly zero to 4.0 nanograms per milliliter. The second peak is after birth, and that's about when testosterone begins to rise, peaking at around six months, six to seven months of age at about 2.5 nanograms per milliliter, and then starts to decline back to about zero by age one. Now, it's believed that during this surge after birth, that's when the development of the tiny little uh, prostate gland occurs. The third and final peak occurs somewhere between the ages of 9 to 10 and 12 to 13, slowly increasing to about 5.0 nanograms by age roughly 17 to 18. This is when many young boys will notice the voice deepening, Facial hair developing, body hair developing, enlargement of the penis, the scrotum, and the prostate gland. And this peak holds steady for most males throughout their 20s and maybe into the mid 30s, mid to late 30s, when it begins to slowly and steadily decline. Now, here's something that's also important to know about testosterone specifically, because this is what we're often measuring in clinical practice when men are coming in with specific health concerns that we think relate to hormone imbalance, free testosterone and total testosterone. Okay, so let's dive into that. All of the testosterone, um, of all the testosterone in the body, 70 to 80% is bound to a specific hormone called SHBG, sex hormone binding globulin, okay? Another 20%, roughly, roughly 20% is bound to a different protein called albumin. The only testosterone that is actually biologically available, okay, so floating around and available is free testosterone, which makes up one to 3% of the body's total testosterone level. It's completely biologically available to do its thing, and it's active at the receptor sites in the body the receptor sites of testosterone target cells. So where those target cells exist, this free testosterone is available. Now, as men age, the SHBG testosterone, which again is bound, increases nearly by age 90. Okay, so up to age 90. By age 100, if a man lives to age 100, free testosterone will usually disappear altogether. In the uh, Massachusetts male aging study, which was conducted at the New England Research Institute in Watertown, Massachusetts, there was the finding that suggests that free testosterone declines by an average of 1.2% per year. Between the ages of 39 and 70. So, what I'm saying is that from the late 30s into, you know, the 60s, the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, there is a gradual decline of free, biologically available testosterone at a rate of uh, an average rate of 1.2% per year. And that's not the full story. During the same time, some of the albumin-bound testosterone declines also at an average rate of about 1.0% per year, Okay, while the SHBG-bound testosterone and the body levels of SHBG are increasing at a rate of 1.2% per year. Another thing that's happening is that testosterone itself is not an end product. It's converted into other substances that the body needs through an enzyme called aromatase. So aromatase converts testosterone to the estrogen, uh, estradiol, and another enzyme, uh, 5-alpha reductase, converts testosterone to DHT, DHT, which many clinicians consider the most uh, potent androgenic substance of all. DHT is a potent uh, androgen, while estradiol is a potent estrogen. And in small amounts, estradiol is needed in men. Estradiol in men is crucial to supporting the health and growth of Neural filaments in the brain, which those neural filaments are what connect brain cells to each other. Estradiol is also crucial in the creation and maintenance of the essential brain neurotransmitter called acetylcholine. Estradiol and other estrogens in the male body also support healthy sexual function, blood and arterial flow, you know, blood flow through the arteries and veins. It also contributes to healthy skin. But as men make the transition into middle age, male bodies will tend to have more estradiol than when they are younger. And if too much testosterone is converted to estradiol, the androgen-estrogen balance is altered. And this is what makes men feel the symptoms that I described earlier, the difficulty sleeping, the low libido, the uh, weight gain, particularly weight gain around the midsection. So hormonal shifts can occur at different ages for any man, any woman, and no one can predict why, how, or even when they will naturally. But the the key thing to take away here is that hormonal changes, hormone decline, andropause, and menopause are natural occurrences not an inevitable decline, and not a disease. They are natural occurrences. So one of the main things to take away here, to key into, is that in the absence of disease, hormonal shifts, and more specifically, the decline of testosterone, is a natural occurrence okay, not a disease. And I wanna emphasize in the absence of disease, what we want to focus on is the fact that our bodies are aging and we don't have to accelerate that process through poor health. We wanna be making good decisions that support good hormone health and moreover, healthy aging, okay? In the presence of disease, in the presence of accelerated aging hormonal imbalances and hormonal shifts are inevitable okay contributing to many of the symptoms that I spoke about at the beginning of this podcast you know the mood shifts the irritability the weight gain the low libido the erectile dysfunction all of those you know prostate uh, poor prostate health all of those things can become accelerated through accelerated aging and make these hormonal shifts even more troublesome and these symptoms more troublesome. So how do men maintain good hormone health? Great question, and that's where we're going here. One of the biggest concerns we should all have, male and female, no matter what age we are, we should have a concern about the invisible culprits. Well, Angel, what are you talking about? I'm talking about the synthetical, uh, synthetic chemicals that, are either estrogens or mimicking estrogens so significantly that they alter the androgen-estrogen ratio far beyond the normal range. Environmental pollutants have the capacity to bind to bind the available free testosterone and to interfere with its creation or its proper levels in the male body. That is huge. That is saying a lot, okay? Some environmental pollutants have the capacity to bind free testosterone and to interfere with its creation or its proper levels in the male body. So think about it. If you've got one to 2% of your testosterone floating around as free testosterone, And if environmental pollutants have the capacity to bind that, it makes the available free testosterone level lower, okay? And that's just through pollutants. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about those big ones, the big environmental pollutants that have the ability to mimic estrogens, that can drastically disrupt the androgen-estrogen ratio far beyond the normal range. Let's talk about the ones that you need to be looking out for, where they're hiding, what they do, and then how you need to identify them and eliminate them from your life. Okay, so some of the known EDCs or endocrine disruptors that are floating around are the following. First and foremost, bisphenol, A or BPA. It's found in plastics, beverage containers, plastic wrap, drinking straws, in those plastics, okay? Um, what they do. Bisphenol A will disrupt hormones, disrupt the immune system, can cause weight gain, insulin resistance, leading to prediabetes and diabetes. Okay, so that would be one of the leading ones I'd advise you be on the lookout for. Dioxins. Dioxins were uh, are a banned substance in many uh, places around the world, but they are persistently found in the environment. They can show up in food sources, in meat, in dairy products. They are cancer-causing and definitely disrupt hormone balance, okay? want you to be on the lookout for PCBs and their metabolites, okay? PCBs, again, were banned in the 1970s, but can be found in water, air, and soil. They too disrupt hormones, can disrupt the immune system, can cause weight gain, insulin resistance, and diabetes. Their metabolites Uh, are still persistently found in the environment. So you want to be on the lookout for PCBs. The same holds true for DDT. It's not used in the U.S., but is very commonly used in other countries, can definitely disrupt hormone balance, okay? P, B, D, E's. And I want you to look in my show notes and grab my free download that I'm going to offer here. This little chart that'll be handy for you to, you know, keep nearby so that you can identify these products. Uh, these substances in any products that you're using in your home or in your office. PBDEs are flame retardants. They're in a lot of household items, furniture, mattresses, rugs, draperies, um, television products, sleepwear car seat covers, they too can disrupt hormone balances, have a major, major impact on thyroid and can block the conversion or block the effect of T4. Very, very, you know, uh, important to be on the lookout for PBDEs. Definitely something you want to to eliminate in your products. Phthalates, spelled P-H- T-H-A-L-A-T-E-S, phthalates. You will find phthalates in um, flexible products like straws, medical tubing. Um, You can find it in PCB, I'm sorry, PVC tubing, shower curtains, Oh gosh, lots and lots of plastic nail polishes, sometimes in soaps and fragrances and perfume. This is one of the ones you really want to be on the lookout for. Phthalates can disrupt hormone balance, cause weight gain. Again, insulin resistance. Insulin is a hormone. Okay, so we're talking about hormones here. So again, one of the ones you want to be on the lookout for. BHA is a food additive. That's one you want to be looking on, be on the lookout for. DEHP and MEHP can cause testicular toxicity. Studies have shown that infertile men have had higher levels of PCBs and some of these other synthetic chemicals in their blood and semen. So we really, really do have to take a hardcore look at our product usage. We want to be on the lookout even just for, you know, water sources, because think about it. If there are people who are prescribed, you know, medications like Premarin, let's just say, which is a menopausal hormone replacement therapy for women. Well, how does the, you know, the drug get broken down? It gets broken down through liver and kidneys. Uh, You know, women urinate, okay, excrete the drug through, you know, human, normal human processes. And when that drug is excreted from the human body, guess where it's going to show up? In wastewater in sewage plants, okay? So important to have, you know, water filtration these days. There are birth control pills that get discarded, that they too want. Up in the trash or in wastewater in uh, from sewage plants, so you really want to be tuned into the environmental, you know, exposure that you have to some of these known hormone disruptors that I just mentioned. We have to look at farming methods and we have to acknowledge the fact that farming methods have changed. Storage methods for our foods has changed. You know, transporting food clear across the world from, you know, different parts of the world, different parts of the country. You know, what does it take to keep food fresh, especially our produce, long enough for it to make it to your shelf? Well, it takes chemicals. It takes... Makes, you know, certain temperature uh, you know settings to keep this food fresh long enough to make it to your your shelf. And if you've noticed, like I've noticed, there are times you'll get some of this produce on Monday and by Tuesday it's gone bad. Well, you know, unfortunately, there is the use of a lot of chemicals, pesticides, you know, temperature, uh, you know, adjustments to make it, you know, keep that produce, you know, fresh looking long enough to make it to your home. And so what I always say is one of the things you want to be doing for yourself, cleaning up your water, and cleaning up your produce and, you know, eating as local and fresh as you possibly can. So we'll talk about that more in some of the solutions. So that's one of the main things that I want to offer to you is knowing a little bit of the chemistry, the biology knowing the role of, you know, the environment on men's health and testosterone and androgen estrogen balance. So let's get into what the solutions are. Angel, you've given me all the background. Now I feel empowered. What can I do about it? First and foremost, let's jump in. Test don't guess i cannot emphasize this part enough you know establishing your own baseline measurements of the estrogen progesterone and testosterone you know balance and ratios is so crucial it is so absolutely crucial for helping you and your clinician make lifestyle modifications if i don't advise anything else i say you know test test, test, test. Don't guess because you want to be making targeted treatment plans to get your hormone uh, hormones back in balance, you want to be making specific nutritional modifications to improve your symptoms and enhance your quality of life. You know we're living in some of the the best times as it pertains to precision medicine because these are numbers that are read uh, you know readily available. These tests are readily available to uh, you know to you and your clinician to make you know, a, a solid evidence-based plan for treatment. And this is just, you know, everything that I mentioned on this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not medical advice. I'd love for you to share this knowledge that you gain with your own clinician, your own health coach that I'm sure you have uh, to make lifestyle modifications. In my clinical practice and in my coaching, I often choose salivary hormone testing, saliva, And the reason is because testing saliva is an easy, non-invasive way to measure the unbound and biologically active levels of these hormones that we talked about. Depending on the profile that's selected, um, you can really get a solid picture of what's happening with the uh, adrenal hormones like the cortisol and or the DHEA. You can take a good look at what's happening with the pineal hormone or melatonin. And this is really important in this stage of our journey in life, in in midlife, because there's a lot happening, you know, there's stress related illness. And when you look at the rise and curve of cortisol, when you look at what's happening with melatonin, you can see the impact that stress is having on you know, the male hormones, the female hormones. So getting a good saliva, you know, test done is usually at the top of my list for, you know, working with my clients. I also look at urine samples. Urine sample taken early in the morning or a 24-hour collection can really reveal how your body is utilizing hormones. And I have found in my practice can help me do, uh, do some risk stratification for hormone-related Diseases. Now, the biomarkers that I specifically look at in my practice include estrone or E1, estradiol E2, and estriol E3. My profile that I use also looks at progesterone, testosterone, the progesterone-estradiol ratio or P slash E2. It looks at cortisol, looks at DHEA and looks at melatonin. So it's a very, very robust profile that gives a really good look at at the whole picture. And as I said, the uh, sex hormones that are measured in saliva are thought to be unbound and bioavailable. So that's really, really important for um, assessment and treatment. And the thing about it is saliva and urine testing is easy. It's easy. It can be done right at home, it's an ideal diagnostic for looking at diurnal variations. So that just means how these variations occur over the course of a 24-hour period. What's too high in the morning? What's too low in the afternoon? What's definitely too low at night or too high at night? Really, really important clinical data that you want to have for lifestyle, metaf- uh, lifestyle modifications. Okay, okay. In men, you know, when I get my results and I'm looking at them, in men, low levels of estrogen can be associated with low bone density, cognitive decline, cardiovascular disease. High levels of estradiol can be associated with greater risk of stroke and cardiovascular disease, can also lead to the development of enlarged prostate. Um, gynecomastia, which is the, the, um, the growing of breast tissue, increase in breast tissue in men. It can also lead to decreased sexual function and weight gain. And one of a, a and here's something also important, important is that one source of elevated estrogen in men is thought to be associated with men who have a higher body fat percentage and an increase uh, aromatization of testosterone, of testosterone to estradiol can occur in that fatty tissue around the middle. So again, it's, it, it, you know, this data gives you some targeted interventions and lifestyle modifications for going forward. Low progesterone levels in Males can be involved in male infertility. Increased levels of progesterone have been found in states of stress, anxiety, depression in men and women. And this can relate to its, you know, the the, the stress-countering effects. One more thing I want to say about this when I'm looking at the results. I also know that low levels of testosterone in men can be associated with cardiovascular disease. This is really, really important. This is really important. When we're talking about men's health and hormone health, we're not just talking about reproductive health. We're not just talking about erectile function or dysfunction. We're talking about cardiovascular or heart disease. So low levels of testosterone can be and have been associated with peripheral vascular disease, heart disease. It can also be associated with elevated testosterone, let me say, can be associated with um aggressive behaviors, irritability, mood changes, okay? And obviously low levels of testosterone are associated with loss of sexual desire in both men and women. Low levels can be associated with low stamina, low lean muscle mass, anxiety, depression and cognitive decline. This is so important to test. I have to say that, you know, 10 times over that you really want to have this data in front of you because it helps with risk stratification, but it also helps with some other disease prevention that we can do that have more to do with heart health and brain health and quality of life across the lifespan for men and women, okay? Number two modification, stress reduction. I can't speak about this enough. I mean, it really, really is so important for each of us to get a handle on our mental and physical stress. And why is this? Really quickly, I covered this in a different podcast and you know, I'll, I'll make a tag to it in the show notes. But when you have excessive stress, excessive release of cortisol, cortisol acts like a chemical messenger to shut down any body process that isn't needed in the moment to deal with an actual or perceived stress, stressor. Cortisol is like the 911 operator. Okay, When the 911 operator gets on the phone, the 911 operator wants to know where is the emergency? What is the emergency? And once that 911 operator puts out the call to the police and to the fire department, guess what's going to happen? They're going to close down roads. They're going to close down emergency uh, you know, exits so that the emergency equipment can get there. That's what cortisol is doing in your body. It's closing down all the other things that are not needed in the middle of your actual or perceived emergency. So, what gets closed down? Reproductive functions, testosterone, estrogen. What gets t- uh, closed down? Digestive enzymes. You don't need your stomach digesting food in the middle of an emergency. Your immune system gets shut down. We don't care about the immune system in the middle of an emergency. We've just got to get sugar to your brain. We've got to get sugar to your big muscles so that you can, you know, fight or flight. Okay, so that is literally what's happening. So here's what I need to say. No matter whether it's an actual threat or a perceived threat, your body responds the same cortisol responds the same. Doesn't matter whether it's really a grizzly bear or just something you think is a grizzly bear, your body's going to do the same thing. It's going to release cortisol and cortisol is going to shut down everything. So imagine what happens when all day long, your cortisol is being triggered through stress. Imagine from a men's health perspective, specifically, you know, your hormones that we're talking about today, sexual health, imagine what's happening when you're under stress all day long. That's not going to work out well when it comes to, you know, performance, sexual enhancement, libido, your mood, your mindset, it's not going to work out well. So stress modification is so crucial. Okay, in whatever way you're able to modify your stress. I'm a person who believes a lot in mind body therapies, yoga and Tai Chi and Qigong specifically. I can't recommend them enough for stress management as it pertains to hormone health for both men and women. Next recommendation, nutrition nutrition, nutrition, nutrition. The key to maintaining good libido, sufficient energy is maximum nutrition. You are what you eat. And what I always say when it comes to hormone health, specifically men's hormone health, you want to be eating for oxidation and circulation. What am I talking about? Well, we know for sure that nitric oxide or nitrogen and oxide is an amazing little chemical, amazing little molecule, I should say, that keeps the lining of all of our blood vessels healthy and strong. If you did not listen to my recent podcast about cholesterol and atherosclerosis, you wanna make a little marginal note right here. That was a two-part series that I did Uh, earlier this year, gotta listen to that. Gotta listen to that about blood vessels healthy and strong and what happens with nitric oxide to keep these arteries open like garden garden hoses to nourish and feed your body's organs. Nitric oxide is made of healthy foods destroyed by unhealthy foods. It really is just that simple okay, you want to be eating for oxidation and circulation. Where are you going to find the healthy foods? Here again, the produce section, right? And you want to be eating as fresh and local as you possibly can. The big 30,000 foot view, you know, on nutrition for me is you just want to eat those powerhouses. You want to eat the powerhouses and you want to figure out what those powerhouses are and how they, let's say, you know, how they are best eaten. Okay. So some foods are powerhouses when they're eaten raw, like broccoli. Broccoli is a nutritional powerhouse when eaten raw. It's also pretty p- powerful when it's steamed. Okay. Some foods are better when they're steamed or stir fried, but none of them, none of them across the board, I don't care what you say, none of them work well when they're fried. Okay, so the key is just doing your own nutritional homework to learn about what's going on on your plate. You want to be eating the rainbow, getting your leafy greens and green cruciferous vegetables. They are super important when it comes to men and women's Uh, Hormonal health. They're rich in polyphenols and flavonoids. They're best when they're kept in their natural state. So, whole fruits, whole vegetables, nuts, and grains. Okay, so you want to be tuned into that. Also, remember, digestion. Digestion is really super important for good health in general. Chew your food, turn off the TV, stop talking while you're eating. Why am I saying this? Because there are enzymes in your saliva that help you absorb nitric oxide, okay? So you really wanna tune into some of my teachings about mindful nutrition. Mindful, you wanna be mindful about what you're eating, but also how you're eating. Okay, let's get rid of these sugars and starches, guys, the simple starches. They are causing a surge of inflammatory cytokines that ultimately injure your blood vessels. Like I said, if you didn't tune into that episode on atherosclerosis and cholesterol and whatnot, bookmark this right now, please go back and listen to that episode. We want to be eliminating this sugar. You know, we talked a lot about salt in in the earlier stages of my career, and I've been doing this for you know, almost 30 years. But we really didn't teach enough about the role of sugar and simple starches and what they are doing to these blood vessels. Oh, how they are suppressing nitric oxide, how they are increasing insulin, which then stores sugar away as fat, creates damage to blood vessels, causes those blood vessels to narrow if you don't do anything else for yourself, you want to get rid of these artificial and simple uh, artificial sugars and simple starches for real, okay? Here's another thing you want to be getting rid of. These phosphates, these additives that are found in the, the Coca-Colas and the sodas and the well, I shouldn't say Coca-Cola's because that's a brand. Let me me strike that (laughs) in colas, in packaged and processed foods. Oh my goodness. These phosphates, you know why you want to get rid of those? Because they cause calcifications. And calcifications is just a fancy name for hardening of the arteries, leads to damage of those blood vessels, leads to cardiovascular disease. And guess what, men listeners? Guess what? Men who are listening, guess what that means? It means erectile dysfunction. So seriously, you want to be getting rid of these additives, specifically these phosphates, okay? Uh, next recommendation, supplements, because I know people always ask me about supplements, okay? I'm not going to give any advice about what anyone should be taking, because as I said before, this is all about education. But let me tell you what some of the supplements do that you can then discuss with your healthcare provider and your health coach that I know you have. (laughs) Supplement number one, pregnenolone. Again, I said at the beginning of this podcast, uh, pregnenolone is the primary steroid hormone in men and women. It's the mother steroid made from cholesterol it enhances mental functioning, it's a mood elevator, it can sharpen memory, can clear up brain fog, thought to do these things, okay? DHEA, it is the precursor for androstenedione uh, and androstenediol, both of which are uh, the precursors of testosterone. It is the most abundant steroid in the human bloodstream. As I said, 10% of it is made in the testes. The rest is made in the brain, the heart, and the liver. It has been shown to be associated with higher levels of energy and well-being, lower obesity, lower waist-to-hip ratios, enhanced libido, Enhanced erectile ability, reduced depression. Okay, these are all in clinical studies. Okay. DHEA has been shown to improve insulin sensitivity and glucose tolerance. Another supplement that is super important for men's hormone health is zinc. Zinc with copper specifically, and then the reason why is because the transformation of androsten, uh, androstenedione to testosterone is dependent on a zinc-dependent uh, enzyme, 17-beta-hydroxysteroid uh, dehydrogenase. Long word there. And zinc intake significantly impacts testosterone levels. So one thing that it's important to say is that over time, zinc uh, intake can cause copper depletion. So you'll often see that most uh, zinc supplements will have copper added, okay? Vitamin B5, which is pantothenic acid, that's important for the adrenal glands. And we talked about those adrenal, uh, adrenal glands and stress So that's super important. And, you know, my preference is really is the B complex. I'll tell you, if I could only choose one supplement, and I do mean one, I'll tell you, it would be the B complex for many different reasons. B is just, the Bs are so important to health at so many different parts of the body. Um, It's not even funny. When I do nutritional testing, I'll tell you, it is the first thing that I look for in my nutritional reports um, for mood, for health, for cardiovascular disease, for stress modification. It is so important. B12, B12 deficiency can lead to reduced sperm counts and reduced motility. That's something to be on the lookout for. And L-arginine. L-arginine is is an essential amino acid normally present in the body. It's a natural source of nitric oxide. So as I said, crucial for healthy erection, erectile function. Definitely something that I key into with my male clients and male uh, patients. You want to be looking at good uh, androgenic foods: celery, kale, spinach, radish, uh, garlic, pine nuts—all good sources of androgenic phyto, uh, you know, phytochemicals. I should say. Um, medication review. Look at your medications. Look at your medications. Talk these over with your clinical providers. There are many medications that interfere with the removal of estrogen from the male body, and they actually increase estrogen levels by inhibiting something called the P450 phase one enzyme in the liver that breaks down estrogen. So some of these medications that you really should be talking to your clinical providers about are the antibiotics, antifungals, anti-inflammatories that we're taking for joint pain and muscle pain, the statins, those cholesterol lowering medications, antidepressants, antipsychotics, some of the heart uh, and blood pressure medications, some of the calcium channel blockers can interfere with the uh, breaking down of estrogen in the liver. So I always do in my clinical practice, something called the brown bag checkup, bring your medications in any supplements that you're taking. Let's have a look at Every single thing that you're using, even down to just the over the counter creams, lotions, potions, things that you picked up at the, you know, the summer festival or whatever. I want to see everything because I need to put it in context to what the symptoms are that we're talking about. And when I do this work as a health coach, it's largely teaching and saying, hey, these are the things you should talk about with your healthcare provider could be or could not be causing some of these symptoms that you are talking about. And then the very last thing that I want to recommend, really what I really wanna stress here is exercise and waste reduction. Now, I didn't say weight Reduction. I said waste around the middle because fat cells, especially around the waist, store and produce estrogenic compounds. The higher the BMI and the waist circumference, the lower the testosterone levels can be. So, men and ladies, we're talking about reducing these belt sizes for good hormone health. Running, you know, weightlifting resistance training, swimming, yoga, stretching, tai chi, qigong, anything that you can do, anything that you can do to reduce these waist sizes will be money in the bank for you for good hormone health. So folks, we have covered a lot We've covered a lot in this issue, the seven secrets for healthy testosterone and for hormone health for men's health month. Ladies, I hope you've been tuning in as well. If you've got a male person in your life that you want to see live longer and live better with lifestyle medicine, this would be the best gift that you can give that person because good health is truly the first wealth. And as I said, in the Fit and Functional for Life community, we really do believe in taking our health into our own hands by being informed and empowered. Your healthcare provider is there to function as a consultant they're going to give you their best advice based on their research, based on their backgrounds, based on their work, based on the, you know, clinical evidence. But at the end of the day, it comes down to you closing the gap between the knowing and the doing. It comes down to you taking small steps every day. To live longer and live better, to change your life, not just your symptoms. And as a clinician and health coach, I see the picture from both sides. I see, you know, my role as a consultant or a clinical provider and giving my patients the best evidence. But I also see that picture from the other side as a coach to help close that gap between the knowing and the doing. I see the struggle. And I'll have to say this too, as a woman in her 50s now, wow, that time went by so fast. This isn't just stuff that I'm here to talk about. This is what I have to live every single day. I have to practice what I preach and preach only what I actually practice. So what I share on this podcast with you, my recommendations is and advice is is you know what comes not only from my training, my education, my clinical practice but it it's what comes from my everyday life cuz I'm in the thick of it with you. I am in the thick of it with you, my listeners, and I'm trying to put these good, you know, recommendations into place and into practice every single day of my life. So, with that said, I'd love for you to, you know, jump into the show notes, download the free resources Take notes, print those notes out, bring these notes to your healthcare provider to discuss and to develop a, you know, lifestyle modification plan for yourself. Look in those show notes, hop on over to our community, the uh, fit and functional for life community. If you can't find it in the show notes, let me give you the address. It's www.getfitandfunctionalforlife.com. We've got some really good education in there, some courses, coaching, community, and compassion. And if you're in this Gen X generation that I'm in, we really, really would love to have you join us because we are doing together What is simply impossible to do alone. And I, and you know, my biggest desire is to create more community and more conversation around health, around wellness, around well being, and to really make lifestyle medicine a household word. You know, when you come over to the Fit and Functional for Life community, you I believe in this community so much. I am saying to you, come on in two weeks absolutely free. Two weeks is 14 days. In 14 days, you know whether you love something or not. And I'm so confident about how much you're going to love this community and the support that goes on in this community, I'm willing to open up the doors and have you come and sit down, kick off your shoes and relax with us for two whole weeks because I'm so confident about what we're doing. And I am seeing the members of this community changing their lives. And that is no joke. I'm seeing the members of this community change their lives with small, simple, sustainable Choices made every single day. Are we perfect? Absolutely not. Do we mistake, make mistakes? Absolutely yes. Do we fall off the wagon? Absolutely yes. But here's the difference we are doing those things together. Community makes a difference, folks. You are the sum of the average, you know, you're the average of the five or six people that you spend the most time with. And that is an absolute fact. So we are leveraging the power of community in the Fit and Functional for Life community to achieve real personal transformation in our lives, to be informed and empowered, to make better choices, to show up in the offices of our clinical providers with knowledge, with wisdom, not sitting there waiting for someone to give us their advice or their insight based on their experience or their degree or whatever, but that we are showing up informed and empowered. We are taking an active role in our health. Because I'll say this as I close out, if you've not seen how burnt out so many healthcare providers are, how overworked so many healthcare providers are, if you've not tuned in to the way that you literally have all of 15 to 20 minutes with your healthcare provider, if you are lucky, then you've been living under a rock. And if you don't know how impossible it is to cover all of this kind of, you know, education in a 15 or 20 minute appointment, if you're lucky, then you've been living under a rock. And I don't want you to be under that rock. I want you to show up to your healthcare appointments informed and empowered. And I want you to leverage the power of community to get there. Okay. So I'm going to close out this session. I'm going to say thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Healthy House Calls with Angel. Remember that everything we cover on this podcast is always for educational purposes. It is not prescriptive. It is not medical advice or legal advice or financial advice. It is absolutely for your educational purposes. I hope this episode has been helpful for you, and I look forward to you tuning into the next episode of Healthy House Calls with Angel. Until next time, as I always say, be well and be good to yourself and never, ever, ever, ever be afraid to be amazing. Take good care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Healthy House Calls with Angel. I hope today's episode leaves you feeling inspired, motivated, and empowered to live your best life by applying the practical tools of holistic lifestyle medicine to eat, sleep, move, and live better. Please don't forget to subscribe wherever you receive this podcast, check in for show notes, and share this podcast with friends. If you'd like even more tips in your inbox, subscribe to my newsletter letter healthy house calls with angel by using the link in the show description until next time be well and be good to yourself